On this episode of Industry Relations, Rob and I talk about open door exclusives and why MLSs should lean towards yes. Let's go. This is Industry Relations, a podcast that's at the intersection of real estate and technology from an insider's perspective with Rob Hahn and Greg Robertson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Industry Relations with Rob and Greg. This is, of course, your co-host, the notorious Rob. And with me is the fabulous Greg Robertson. Well, this way. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Rob. It just Somebody actually, I was at a meeting the other day, and I yeah. think it was Rich McGonnell. Uh, sorry for... McMonagle? Yeah. Yeah. And he came up and he says, it's the fabulous Greg Robertson. I'm like, oh, I'm you. shit, it's sticking. It's Some sticking, I'm telling you. Real life. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know, I am uh, happy to have contributed to the to the legacy and the uh, legend of the fabulous Greg Robertson. Oh, good Lord. Good Lord. <laughs> How the hell are you, man? Good, man. How about you? Oh, you know. Doing as great as could be, uh, given everything else that's going on. But uh, you know, it's not boring. It's, it's not boring. There's, there's not. Yeah. A three day um, weekend coming up here, so we're recording here on Friday before the Fourth right. of July. So that's right. Yeah. We get to celebrate independence, which we anyway. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> we'll just, uh, you know, I think this will be the first time I'll have grilled burgers or something in the backyard in oh, at nice. least a year. You know, yeah. so I think it'll be it'll be fun. I'm gonna try my hand out at some new recipes. What do you do for July Fourth? Any any particular like family traditions or anything? Yeah, we you know it, it's kind of a drag now. I mean, and it's it stopped the pandemic, but even now, you know, we have that office on Main Street in Huntington yeah. Beach, and uh, you know, Huntington Beach, the city of Huntington Beach, is a great Fourth of July parade. So we would bring okay. a lot of fans, uh, fa- fa- family and friends over to the office. And hang out on the balcony and watch the parade. And it was really just a great experience. And yeah. um, the, the local television station crew would stop by afterwards and we get yeah. pictures of them. We, it became a kind of a, a tradition there. But uh, yeah. since we're out of the office now and then the pandemic kind of stopped the parades happening, they actually are going to put it on for the first time in three years this year. So okay. I'm going to miss right. that. But um, we're going to okay. you know, do the typical stuff. Uh, you know, barbecue in the backyard, that kind of thing. We have a, a neighborhood block party that we do. Yeah. Um, sadly, my son, uh, my youngest son, Toby's not going to be here. He is um, departing um, this Saturday, tomorrow, on um, a Boy Scout trip to Philmont for uh, oh, wow. 14 days. So it's a kind of a, a big yeah. trip in the whole Boy Scout journey. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally um, proud of him and... He's a little bit nervous, but um, he's you know it's it's going to be a really, I truly think a life changing trip for him. So I'm. Oh, that's I'm fantastic, man! That's fantastic. All right. Well, there's a bunch of topics I think we could talk about in the industry, but my understanding is before we even get to that, we have some a bit of good news. Yes, holy crap! We've got this is um, it's it's great news. Industry relations podcast now has its first inaugural sponsor that sounds a little repetitive there but um i'm so glad to announce that note router uh you can find them at noterouter.com is uh our sponsor of industry relations so thanks to nick and his team and i'm going to be talking about them later on but um thanks to uh note router for sponsoring today's episode of industry relations that's right thanks nick and uh you know obviously we'll we'll start to uh pitch ourselves if you also would like to join the ranks of nick and get shout outs and call outs from us then uh by the fabulous greg robertson consider giving him a email call absolutely uh, greg robertson. join the ranks all right having said that uh you know there are a number of topics but i thought we might start you know with one of the more interesting things i've seen um and this actually is coming from a guy i met and i found that like somehow through twitter i you know i was doing back when uh, i don't know i think we were just arguing about open door because their, their stock price was just getting absolutely crushed. And people were like, you guys are oh. idiots. And Zillow had already exited the iBuying scene. And, um, and I, I, you know, I hadn't because I'm still a big believer in Open Door. I own Open Door. You know, I'm long Open Door. Like, I got to make that disclaimer. But, uh, you know, because I've been a, such a bull on iBuying. And somebody tipped me off to this guy, fascinating guy, Tyler Oakland, who right. at the time was a, I think it was a resident, uh, Stanford uh, medical school educated 
He's a surgeon. Like this guy's an actual surgeon. But he just got real passionate about open door. So, you know, he's been doing all this like open door tweets and such. So I did an interview with him. Um, and he has a company called datador.io, right? Where I don't know how they do this, but they somehow go in and dig up all this sort of transaction level, market level data about open door and they publish it. And I guess they have some clients now. Um, and he wrote a post recently, right? And let me just throw it up on the screen right here. Um, Game of Homes Open Door Exclusives. And I just found this absolutely fascinating. Let me see if I can enlarge it a little bit. Um, I found this absolutely fascinating. I don't know if you read the, the story. It's it's a long, long article, but I haven't, not yet. No. Yeah. But uh, I would say just go and Google, you know, data door, open door, game of homes, and you'll find this. Um, and I think by the time this airs, I'll have written up. I, I had some few thoughts about it, but we'll chat about it as well. Um, it's fascinating, man. This guy, you know, just really went into it. So let's see. Uh, when really went into the history, like he really found out. He's been tracking, you know, researching for months and tracking progress of the data door engine. And then he, you know, he finally had a bunch of things about it. It's a really cool product. And, you know, and they haven't announced it. It's been sort of flying stealth, right? So what is this? Well, as you can see here, it's off-market homes you can't find anywhere else, right? So obviously, immediately, as yeah. industry MLS folks, you know, ah! like, <laughs> alarm bells start going off, right? Uh, and then, but there's all this stuff, right? This is, this is incredibly cool. So what Open Door exclusive is saying is no bidding wars, meaning the price is the sale price. There's no list price. It's like, um, is it Carvana? Or there, there's some car companies that really have uh, tried to do like this no haggle, you know, um, this is the market price and <clears throat> take it or leave it kind of thing, right? So they're yeah. trying to do that for houses. Um, I sort of dig this appraisal price price match guarantee, right? I suppose this is sort of like, you know, those, uh, if you find the price lower, you know, than ours, right, we'll match it, you know, kind of deal. Again, we see this with cars, we'll see this with, cell phones we see this with you know whatever right a bunch of other things we just haven't seen in housing you know so i guess this is the closest analog right since houses are unique you can't say if you find you know this house at a lower price somewhere else we'll match that price you have to say okay whatever the appraisal comes in at we'll, we'll sell it at that um this sort of exclusive price for 14 days <laughs> right so the interesting thing and this got a lot of traction i can't highlight it this idea that the off-market exclusive price is less than the open market price, right? Right, yeah. And in the story, what you find out is they were going to price it at about 2% less, right? Because, and the thinking is, if they have to do an open market, they have to pay the buyer commission, which is probably a 2 to 2.5%. So by saving that, you know, they could uh, offer it for a little less. Um, that's going to be controversial, Right. And then this, like, back out any time, get your money back. It just means earnest money, right, obviously, if because you, you're under contract. Um, and then this was kind of cool. Again, it's hard to read, so I'll just kind of read it, especially for the voice-only people. But as Tyler points out, they've introduced some new things. So, for example, you could just go reserve your home for an hour while you fill out paperwork, Right, so I guess this is this is only in Austin and Houston right now, which are super hot markets. Even with the market sort of declining and all, that's still pretty hot. So if you find the house you really like, you just reserve it, right, and then you have an hour to go fill out the paperwork, right, and then after it's, that hour it's you like buying, it's buying like plane tickets, right? So you can I guess yeah. yeah yeah because you know obviously with homes there's a little bit more, and during that hour you can just go fill out the standard Trek form, the Texas real estate form. Uh, and then they'll email the contract, the blah blah blah. It's it's neat. It's just it's just streamlining the whole thing, right? It's it's kind of cool for what they what they've done. And as Tyler says, you know, that right exclusives checkoff feature more closely resembles buying a T-shirt on Amazon than buying a home. <laughs> when I read that, man, I immediately started thinking of you know the cafe, the latte vision. Right. right, Brad Inman's latte vision thing, where his whole thing was, why shouldn't buying a home be as easy as buying a latte at Starbucks? Right, and obviously you and I both know that has never happened, but hey, maybe you know this is a step closer to it. Um, 
And then, you know, so there's this whole section where he talks about how this improves open doors profitability because you have to pay oh, the buyer sure. commission. Yeah. Plus, uh, the expansion rates on these kind of purchases have got to be way better than the normal kind of uh, attachment rates you're getting on other kind of services. I mean, you would think, but he didn't get into attachment rates. And I, that, that's obviously the other big thing that comes to mind. Um, but it's this, like, it's statements like this that are like, whoa, really? That the commission that Open Door has to pay to buyer agents is 50 to 75% of their margin. Oh, sure. Just by eliminating that, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to improve their margins dramatically. Uh, you know, and again, because Tyler's not an agent, he's just a doctor. <laughs> he's a medical doctor who likes Open Door. He can make statements like this, right? there's some debate as to whether this is true or not, because if you're decreasing the price of the home, you know, aren't you just shifting from one place to the other? That was an argument that was going on on Twitter, but still it's interesting. And then finally, before we, you know, sort of dive in is this piece, right? So what I wrote um, really delves into this third market marketplace thing and why I don't think open door is going to go down this road. But, you know, what Tyler's thinking is, once you have open door exclusives, this can be be sort of the starting point for what is effectively a third party marketplace where sellers, instead of selling to open door, they would just go on open door platform and just put their house up using the exact same mechanisms. You know, so think of it like Amazon. Oh, right, right. On. You know, Amazon Marketplace, uh, where you're a small retailer, you just go and pay Amazon a bunch of money, and then Amazon will do the payment, the fulfillment all of that for you. So there's some right. contractual thing that open when yeah. a person when a FISBO, right? When yeah, a FISBO essentially. There, they they just agree to these terms that if yeah. you're going to join this marketplace, Open Door basically has power of attorney in a sense. Effectively, I think it's a way to think about it. And again, you don't like Tyler hasn't said this is what it does. He's speculating, right? Mm-hmm. Saying he thinks that open door exclusives could open the door. Ha <laughs> 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 Yeah. To this sort of third party marketplace. Cause then now open door doesn't have to deploy its own capital, right? They don't have to go buy the home. They could just match the buyer and the seller. No agents involved, save everybody a ton of money. They take a small fee. I, you know, it's a. I could see why he's thinking that, uh, but there are a bunch of reasons why I don't think that's going to happen. But so that's the open door uh, exclusives. Um, what do you think? Yeah. So I mean, so anybody who's losing their mind right now, Open Door owns these listings, right? So in in a sense, right. it is a Fisbo site because they're the owners of these listings. Remember, people sold their houses to Open Door, right? So typically, what's been happening is they've been either putting them right back on the market through the MLS. Sometimes, I think I heard somewhere ten percent of them going to kind of institutional buyers. They also yep. have, and I'm you know, I, as as a lot of realtors have, you know. Other people that they, you know, they have their own list of people's buyers. Sometimes they're in two schools, right. sometimes they're investors or, or flippers or whatnot. Um, and this is really, really smart. And here's here's why it's interesting because, you know, and this goes back to clear cooperation and some other stuff, is that a lot of these brokerages, a lot of these companies ha- want to find a way to differentiate their inventory, right? Through their website, right? And, you know, that can be, if you're on Compass, they're going to do a bit more yeah. for those listings. If you're on, you know, um, any sort of sort of sites. Back in the day, you know, and they would kind of like you could like uh, highlight your listings with, you know, flaming logos and and different color frames or something, or or it bubbling up. This differentiation of of inventory of, of inventory on on websites, real estate websites, has has been around a while, but it never really seems to stick or last, right? Because People don't want to screw with the search experience. This, to me, because they own the listings, um, is really they can do anything they want, right? And that's pretty the much part about it, right? So, yeah. Um, and then by owning everything, by you know, there, there is definitely things to you know modularity, right? Where you're taking this and this and this and this. But when you own, you know, when you own the whole stack, there, that yeah. can give a different experience than no that nobody can have, nobody else yeah. has, right? Yeah. So. Um, I think it's brilliant. I think it's 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 gonna it's gonna ruffle a few feathers out there, um, but you know, it, it, to me, it's clear. And again, just full disclosure, you know, Cloud CMA has a partnership with Open Door on their uh, iBuyer Connect uh, product with a couple other investors. Um, 
but uh, you know, it, I think it just shows kind of the innovation that these guys are going down, um, right. and it's so much different from what the others are doing, like Zillow or OcoStar or Realtor.com or <laughs> anything like that. I have to laugh because the only reason why Zillow can't do that is because they left. Yeah, now they're a broker, right? So they have right. their own rules, and they're getting a ton of shit for like, you know, they can't display Fizbo's anymore. At least not, yeah. you know. They can't yeah, interview the two tab approach and yeah, yeah, you know, although that's gonna go because of Rex lawsuit, but that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 brilliant. And what's funny about my one of the reasons why I was laughing, Greg, is I feel like you have finally come to my investment thesis around open door. <laughs> no, I mean, again, listen, I mean, when I saw the iBuyer stuff going on, I mean, and and I've told the story before, but yeah, at WNR, you know. You know, as a much of a geek I am in the industry, like you, and reading a lot and talking about disruption and talking about like you know things like aggregation theory and such, um, you know, I knew that um, the best companies, the best companies disrupt themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, I I had an initiative inside the company of like um, I almost wanted to make T-shirts, kill the CMA, mm. right? Because if we don't kill the CMA, somebody else is going to do it. It might as well be right. us, right? right. So for me, what that was, was the kind of, um, and this is really, you know, and when I say me, it's always Dan and I, but to, to us, what this was is like, okay, well, if, how, how do you kill the CMA, right? Well, you make it better. You do all this. Screw that. We just want to go really outside the box. The way you kill a CMA is you go to listing presentation with an offer, right? You don't need to do a CMA. I have an offer right. for you. Take this house. Right. And, and when I connected the dots of that instant offer and, uh, you know, a CMA where I put an address in and I can get an instant offer and any agent yeah. in the country can now show up to a listing presentation with, you know, a great looking CMA, but also, you know what else I got? Right. I brought an offer for right. you. Right. Offer right, now. Right. right now that kills the CMA. What the hell do you need? You know, that's right. cash, that's money. That's, that's it. Right. So, I mean, you know, I've been there. I see it. Um, I think where we've disagreed upon is, you know, you're in the 60% realm Right, 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 and I'm like you know five ten percent. I don't know if it's gonna right. ever make you know ever make it to 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 the you know a majority or or over a majority yeah, of the listings being sold. Hey, in my defense, I made the sixty percent prediction was pre-COVID. I mean, in my defense, right. Well, I mean, right. so, but don't you think that anything that if anything COVID would accelerate and make that prediction even more? Uh, I, I think. And then the giant inflation hedge, and so I, look, I'm I'm still yeah, no, I hear it and I'm happy I'm I'm happy to lose the bed and buy people lunch, I buy people dinner. Like that's not the issue, <laughs> but I do think, you know. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation because that, like, when I say I buy, people think open doors. Up. Like I, I've always said from the beginning, power buyers are I buyers, right? Yeah. So the fly homes are knock, and I included that in that six percent. So I I feel like I still have a shot of winning. Well, we'll I mean. The brilliant part about what they're doing, and, and, and again, I don't know if they're doing it, but what you highlighted there is that, I mean, fuck, um, if they actually can open this up to a marketplace for anybody can put their homes up there, that means that, you know, because you automatically think, well, they're going to be limited because not everybody's going to sell their house to open door, right? Right. But if there's this, you know, quid pro quo agreement between right. Fizbo's and open door, like I'll... You know, it's just a new, it's again, to me, it's why, almost like a physical platform, right? Yeah. With but, open but, doors tech. And money, right? And and facilities right. to kind of do all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, right. again, I, I think, you know, absolutely Zillow is the biggest brand in the industry, but I mean, open door, I think is really, there's a lot of innovation going, you know, on in there. Yeah. And uh, you can see it. I mean, the naysayers will say, and, you know, Open Door has a, a you know a phenomenal program we're working with agents too. I know this of because course. of the partnership of we have. You can you know they'll pay they'll pay commission. I mean you saw right. Yeah. The biggest one of the biggest things is that you know they're working with agents and they pay yeah. those commissions right. So the, the, it's not like there's going to be some that understand people that understand that have worked with them understand. Yeah, this is this is actually a nice tool to have in my tool bag in case my seller wants this right. Right. Not as a threat, but as an, another tool in their tool bag, right? Um, but with this, what I think is it's going to bring up the, the haters again, where it's going to be like, oh, they're, they're out to disrupt us, right? I think this is just going to be another, in a sense, brokerage model, right? Um, it's, a, it's, you know, it's selling real estate, right? Um, but it's going to bring out a lot of, I think, uh, a lot of 
a lot of people to go or start going to start saying, you know, oh, they're out to disrupt yeah. real estate agents and you know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Right. So yeah. we'll find out. Um, the that. thing is, uh, so I maybe I'm going to sound a little bit too much like an open door shill, an open door defender, but what can I say? I'm long open and I'm, I'm a huge believer in iBuyer. And I don't know the open door people as well as I know some of the other big companies. They've, they've just been kind of heads down, you know, no so grindstone. They don't, you know, they're like, they haven't come on this show, which we need to make happen. Right? Like, maybe after this, they'll be like, hey, let us come on this relations after earnings call, because I think that's coming up and explain kind of what we're doing. I mean, yeah. I, I think that'd be awesome. But having said that, I do think Open Door might be one of those cases where the industry's paranoia sometimes makes it hard, I think, for brokers and agents to kind of distinguish, right? Like, see you know see the details that matter right so here's what i mean by that when i think about this office exclusive program this office open door exclusives program but it's it, funny you said office exclusive i know right it, it i really know a, a really an evolution of that kind of whole thing right there i mean it, it's, well, it's potentially but this is what i mean like if you look at open door from its very start right so when open door first launched in 2014 i remember writing this post saying look forest for the trees you realtors are are completely missing the boat this is not a uh, this is not open door trying to take the real estate commission this is a mortgage play i've said that from day one of this right and Open Door, for its entire history of existence, has never, they have never once blinked or balked at paying the commission. I mean, I've never heard anyone ever mention Open Door's trying to squeeze my commission, they're trying to screw me. I've never heard that. Hey, everybody, I'm so excited to announce our inaugural sponsor of the Industry Relations Podcast, Note Router. Um, Note Router was launched back in 2018 by Nick Goff. And they had the mission of reconnecting real estate. Um, Note Router is an all-in-one email and texting platform designed exclusively for real estate. Uh, Note Router syncs with your membership database to make communicating with your members easier and more effective. Believe me, your staff is going to love you for this. If you're an association or MLS and you want to do a better job with communicating with your members, really look no further. Um, they've just launched a brand new website. It looks fantastic, by the way. I'll put the URL in the show notes. It's noterouter.com. Go there, take a look. You'll find everything you need. Once again, thank you, Nick. Thank you uh, to everybody at Note Router for sponsoring the Industry Relations Podcast. Rob and I truly appreciate your, your support. What you've heard in the past was they're, they're giving, you know, the offers are shit. They're really cheap. Right, that, right. That's right. a long time ago, right? So these things but, are market value offers, yeah. Right. Even then, like, even if the offer is shit, it's more expensive and you're like, Hi, yeah, you know, that, that's speculation in a way, right? Like, we, there's, there's never been a real concerted study or an effort. You know, maybe now with their history, we'll see some economists do that. But the point is this. It's always been a mortgage play, number one. And number two... I really, I really think industry has a tough time wrapping their head around the idea that you have people, entrepreneurs, who want to do something, not to make money, but to change the world, right? And right. I think Open Door is the perfect example of that. Like, yes. you know, Keith Robois, you know, uh, like Eric Wu, these people were, they were already rich. You know what I mean? They were already rich in ways that most of us can't even imagine. They didn't need to do Open Door to become rich. Right. And I genuinely think that people in our industry have a tough time wrapping our head around this idea that there are entrepreneurs who want to do something to change the world, not to make money. Along the way of trying to change the world, they would like to figure out a business model so that they could continue to sustain it. So if you look at the open doors, sort of the sell side proposition, look, we're going to come in, we're going to write you this big check. You're right. They're trying to pay market. You know, they're, they're not flippers. They're not investors no. are not trying to get a 20, 30% discount off of market value. They're, they're trying to buy it for market, do a little bit of, you know, fix up and then try and sell it for market. Right. And they're hoping to make 200 basis points, right? which right. barely pays for their, you know, uh, new paint and new carpet and whatever else. Right. And I, I think because the industry is so cynical and so paranoid, they have never sort of accepted the open doors not looking to screw anybody. They're just trying to change the transaction, which is broken, right? 
So that's on the sell side. To me, when I look at open door exclusive, they take the exact same principles and try to apply to the buy side, right? So what are the principles? Open doors principles have always been it's uh, speed, right? It's way faster. Convenient. It's uh, convenient, right? And it's certain, the certainty, right? right? So they're trying to say, okay, how do we make that on the buy side? And you look at this list. Uh, let's let's throw it up again. Look at this, like this, right? Certainty, goodbye to bidding wars. That's just certainty. They're not saying we're going to be cheaper. But they're just right. saying certain appraisal price match guarantee. Like, look, we're not trying to screw you over, right? Exclusive fourteen days and get uh, anytime. Yeah, and cer certainty, right? Yeah, it's certainty and convenience, and you know, it's not about disintermediate agents. So here's why I think they're. I think this could actually end up working out because I again I I've never once heard Open Door and the people I know at Open Door they're like people who have been Realtor Association presidents for twenty years right right and Open Door's never had this thing like you don't ever see you know Eric Wu going on some TV show saying you know we're going to distribute the agent and the industry's fucked up you never hear any of that yeah I mean but you know there's there is this under undertone under thing that almost to me kind of matches the whole uber thing right mm -hmm. and i don't think we'll you know we'll ever hear this from from eric or anybody over there but remember that quote that they always had with travis over at uber like man if the drivers weren't here this business would be beautiful sure right and, and it's, there's you know there's a touch of that I don't, I don't think they're they actively have said that but i mean you look at the model you look at those margins right and there is a there is a component, man. Sure. If these if these if these commissions weren't this way, this this model would be beautiful. Now, again, this model does not have to overtake real estate. This could be, you know, like another type of that does ten percent of the of the listings out there. There's always there's going to be choices out there. Some people are going to take this choice, right? Some some consumers and takes and some are not. Some want the full. You know, me, I would probably want to do a full service kind of situation right but i mean this is going to be there for somebody the argument is you know how many and how efficient um and how much of that dollar they can keep right so yeah so I, i'd say that's my point i don't even think it's that and to me i saw this you know that two percent less right you know we're going to sell it if it during the exclusive period for two percent less than market price yeah. yeah i actually saw that as and again, maybe I'm completely crazy and I'm smoking crack and, you know, I'm bought into the hype. I think they, our viewers want to know what's in the vape. So that's exactly right. Um, <laughs> I actually think this might be to allow the buyer to pay the agent directly. In other words, think about especially now, a lot of real estate agents signed these exclusive buyer agency agreements, right? That says, look, if you don't, if there's no compensation, then you agree to pay me. So if you have an agent and you come to an off open door exclusive, your agent's going to be like, you owe me 2%. You owe me 2.5%, right? And here's open door saying, look, we're going to discount the price. There's no haggling. It's not going up from here. There's no listing agent that's going to squeeze you during, the, like, you know what I mean? Like, here's the price. We're going to discount it by 2%. So you could pay your agent. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Interesting. Because again, I, there's nothing in Open Doors history anywhere at any time that says they want to go to war with the industry or they're Travis. Like Eric was not Travis, right? right. He has never once heard, I've never heard him in any scenario anywhere say real estate agents are the problem and they're the reason why we can't. They, he doesn't, no, they're happy to pay the full commission. So, so when it goes on market, guess what? They're going to pay full cooperating compensation, right? They're members of the MLS from the start. You know, they, they didn't try and go and get like a syndication feed from the MLSs. They've always been like, our business is making markets and houses and trying to improve things. So to me, this is them just saying, we're just going to make it easier. Okay. Right. I we mean, just, and, just wanna... and, and again, you could, you, know, you were, you, the slip of the tongue there, this kind of office and exclusive kind of yeah. uh, messaging or, you know, how it matches. It's exactly kind of what other brokers are doing. Hey, let's shop it in the house for a while. That's right. That's and then right. if it doesn't, we'll put it on the MLS. That's right. Or it's going to go out. You know, there's rules to get it on the MLS. That's right. right. Just that's right. Taking it to another level, and um, yeah, I mean, this is why these kind of innovations and the things that they're thinking is why I think Rich Barton had said in that interview with Stratechery that Open Door poised it, poised a existential existential threat. That's right. To Zillow, right? That's and, right. And that's that's the interesting part here. Right. 
So the question becomes, so there, there are several questions here. Number one, uh, as I wrote in my article, um, why did Open Door feel like they had to do this as an exclusive? Right? Well, I think to me, it's, it's, it's really, as I said in the beginning, it's, it's just a way of, of differentiating them, their inventory from the other portals, right? I mean, they're kind of getting a little bit into the, into the, uh, into the portal game, and like, there's so much competition there. Now, you know, by saying, you know, that it's, you know, the you can reserve a home, right? Mm -hmm. It's two percent less. Um, these are not available on Zillow or anywhere else. I mean, holy shit! I mean, it's a great. I mean, that differentiation really sets them but, apart. From but everything. I know, but that's what I'm saying, dude. It doesn't make sense to me. Because Open Door did not launch say we're going to be the world's largest portal. They're not. They're not a website company. They don't make money on advertising. Well, I mean, they don't make money on referrals. I don't know what's on Eric Wu or, or Keith's, you know, whiteboard. I mean, no, we, and I don't either. Thing mapped out all the way, you know, yeah. the decision trees, and like, boom, yeah. this is yeah. checkmate, right? I mean, you know, this could be part of their thing all along. Who knows? It, it could be. I, I'm saying. Well, again, think, based on what I, mean, I know, Bezos was like, "What you know? We'll sell books to start off with, and then." But you know, the name right. Amazon, he wanted everything on there, right? So you got to start somewhere. All I'm saying is, Open Door advertising Zillow right out the gate. They've never had problems sending their listings. In other words, I don't think Open Door is in the portal game. They're in the market making game, right? So yeah, Rich was right to see. How do you make market? Me I mean, how do you make the market? Right, you're going to have to have different outlets, right? And that, right. An outlet but, that. but it's like if you're Nasdaq, but you don't care what front end people use to access Nasdaq. So Open Door's like, we don't care if buyers and sellers come from Zillow, right? And if Zillow makes money from referring that, we don't, that's not our game. We don't care. I think that's been their thing. So here's what I'm getting at. I think Open Door went exclusive. I had to do this as an Open Door exclusive, not because they want to build a portal to compete against Zillow, right? Again, I've never once heard Open Door, Eric Wu, any of those guys ever say, we're, you know, this is how our path to take that Zillow. They're not CoStar. Like CoStar, Andy has come out and say, right? It's early days, right? I mean, they're just they're experimenting in these two cities. I know three cities, and I know. I think they did it this way because they couldn't do this. Some of the certainty, speed, and convenience within the MLS system. Of course not, dude. That is a major fucking problem. Not for Open Door, for the MLS systems, right? And this is the point I want to make. Like, so. When you look at the innovation in a, in a that's, strict way. That's right? life, Rob. I mean, you know, Dude. people make offers and they back out of offers. There's negotiations with this and that. I mean, I mean, the, the reason they exist is because that uncertainty doesn't, doesn't come with when you don't own the property. When you're the owner of the property, yeah. when yeah. you add that modularity to everything, yeah. there's too many people in the process that that's going to break apart. It doesn't mean that process is broken. It's just that's the way that process is. They're bringing that certainty and convenience and and speed I, to the transaction yeah, because I know, man. they own it. I mean, just I because I don't so, think that. But, so wait, but you're, you're not, well, I'm saying, but right. why can't the MLS just allow them to do this? Why does it have to be an exclusive for 14 days? Cooperation, compensation. I mean, it's going to be less than 2%. Go, go figure it out. Again, and here's the thing: Open Doors never once expressed any sort of interest in not compensating agents. Right, not once. Right. So they, they, and every stat I've ever looked at, they pay full compensation. They don't try and dicker. And but but when 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 you offer it on the MLS, that means right. everybody gets it, and that means your differentiation on what you're trying I, to do goes away. I think the issue is the main feature of this is this no bidding war. Right. Our, our price is the price. There's no haggling. There's no negotiation. You accept this and we, we've sent you a contract. The bidding, wars, the bidding wars are not dead yet, but, you know. I, what I'm saying is like, going to take care of the bidding wars, believe me. What's that? The market's going to take care of the bidding wars. No, no, me. but I'm saying the open doors whole thing, the thing around open door exclusive is what the price is the price. Right. If you if you come in and say, I will take it at this price, that's it. We're done. We're off the market. The first person that does the first it. person that does it, it's your house, right? Yeah, yeah. And again, that's not something yeah. that Give me a, a normal again. seller would do. Right? Okay, is it is it is it the first? So it, let's say 
five people go in there and there's the number one guy says, okay, I've got to sell my house. I'm going to do a 30 conventional. I got to get a pre-approved on that. I got to get approved on that and blah, blah, blah. Next, next guy who's asking it is all cash. Yep. The next guy is, you know, I mean, just because you're the first person doesn't mean, you know, with contingencies or anything else. I mean, that's not the way real real life works. That's in the traditional. My point is open door exclusive. Otherwise, why do you have this reserve for one hour? Well, that's on. I'm, I'm talking about implementing this on an MLS. Right. So if, right. But I'm saying what Open Door wants to do here is to make the purchase process as convenient as the sale process if you sell to Open Door. Right. Right. The only way you can do that is we don't, we don't care what your conventional FHA, we don't care. Are you the person that came in and hit the button and said reserve? It's your house. Right. So, right. so, so, I, dude, that's hold on, hold on. I that's innovative as fuck. And my question is, why could not, why couldn't Open Door do this within the system? Okay. So, yeah. Wow. So, I, I can't believe I'm going to be saying this because, I mean, you know, I've talked to a lot of companies and, you know, their, their whole thing is like, you know, starting a portal. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, that's, that's land war in Asia, mm-hmm. right? That is the, the most difficult thing to do. Yep. You've got Zilla yep. to deal with and everything else. Okay. Now I'm going to retract that statement right now for this because, da, da, da. because if it's, if, if open door has a choice of changing the fucking MLS industry or launching a portal, motherfucker run to launching a portal. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> launching a portal is land war in Asia. This is like the MLS is like going this is like a, building an engine that goes light speed. I mean, it's just it's a it's exponentially higher, man. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I, I think I was making a different point. My thing. I is- mean, I think I mean, thing, I think what you're getting to is like these ideas that are that this is bringing up are really interesting and yeah i mean could there be something within our own organized real estate system mls whatever that the idea we could take some of these ideas and implement i mean to me you know i I remember back in the day um prudential used to have this like value range pricing right so every they didn't give everything a price that was their whole marketing campaign and they fought tooth and nail with the industry to you know on the mls to to do the value range, a value range field. There might be some MLSs that still have it. Um, right now, Picasso, right? Fighting to get, you know, MLSs to adopt this fractional ownership stuff, right? right. I mean, so there's, you know, different things that we're trying to get in here. These, you know, right. the, the value range pricing didn't last that long. So that, right. that can weigh the dodo. I think fractional ownership is here to stay. So we'll, st- we'll still see how MLSs react to this. But, this, you know, so maybe, maybe there's, maybe not all the kind of, bells and whistles here, but maybe there are some bits and pieces that, that the industry can kind of take from here. Uh, see, and I, I love that this is why this partnership works so often, because <laughs> you, you always take the, the optimistic glass half full. My point is, like, you're right, the industry could adapt it, right? Could and should. Point is that they didn't. Right, Forcing Open Door to do this as a 14-day exclusive. Because and again, I don't know the stories, well, right? From the no lens that you're looking at, that's that's and that's how it went down. I don't think in it was, a way they weren't the industry wasn't forcing Open Door to do anything. Come on, the, I mean, the you market, just told me you just told me Open Door could not do this program because of cooperation compensation MLS rules. Right. So but the I mean, question to be asked I is think, this: I don't yeah. think Open Door looked at that as being being forced to do something. I look at I look at I look at it as Open Door looking at it as most companies trying to do it as a, an opportunity. Right now, wow. Okay, this is the way things are now. Here's an opportunity for it to to get that better. It wasn't a forcing thing. Okay, right? so it's there's a very simple answer to this, and you know, and I, again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll happily admit it. We need to hear from Austin Board of Realtors. And from HAR, right? Did Open Door come to you with this proposal? This is what we want to do. Will you let us do it? No, of course they didn't. Do you know? Do we know that? I don't know that, but I mean, why would they? I mean, they can do anything they want. I mean, you know, if, because if- again, Open Door is not into disrupting anything other than the transaction itself, right? Yeah, I mean, the way you're kind of positing that, and we talked about this before, where. This is more the kind of ice conversation we have with Black Knight, where this is 
you know, open door is starting to look more like a, a fintech than really a prop tech, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, in a sense, right? In a um, sense. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, you could, you know, we could talk to, right. to Renee or Emily or right. you know, Stan or right. somebody over there, but right. I doubt it. But that, because that's really pivotal. And if they didn't, why didn't they? In other words, think, think about Picasso, what you just said, right? Picasso has been lobbying MLSs for how long now to allow well, fractional ownership? It's what? I mean, they've been only around for like two years. So really, it's not been a long time. But this is, last year. <laughs> this is Spencer and that whole crew. Like they know the MLS space really, really well, right? Deep relationships. And they're still not getting. My point is this, right? And, and I say this because I've been in the board meetings, as, as have you, right? Um, uh, so it, it's MLS executives and people, you go to CMLS, you go to NAR, you go to any of these events, we'll talk about we need to be nimble, we need to be innovative. Right. right? And then when actual innovation gets in front of them, they just get real busy saying no. You've described that very eloquently. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, I think, what I'm trying to point to. You're right. The MLS should look at this and say, is this harmful in some way to consumers? No. Right? Is this harmful to our agents in some way? I don't see how. Right? Why not just say, you don't need to do this exclusive. Just put it on the MLS, put whatever the conditions flags, and this is a... This is an open door certainty deal or whatever, and then we'll just get it out to Zillow, get it out to everybody, so everyone knows the deal. And this is how it works, right? If Open Door did not approach MLSs, and that's why I'm saying it's a big if. We don't, I don't know, we don't know. We should be, and we're doing this publicly. So hey, listen, hey Stan, hey Emily, hey Renee, hey Bob, if you want to tell us, you know, then then tell us, right? Uh, hey Open Door, tell us if you didn't go to MLS, say hey, this is what we'd like to do. Will you guys let us do it? Then tell us why you did. That's what I'm getting at. So it's yeah, more the I mean, again. So uh, you know, uh, being a vendor, right? I've got this yeah. idea of making MLS search better, and I'm going to be- make this product to do that. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm com- I'm already paranoid enough, right? Where I, I don't want my competitors or anybody else to know kind of this innovations we're working on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you, you could give there would be just that's just one reason why. Um that I wouldn't go to say, Hey, I've got this great idea. Do you want to do this on the MLS? Right. Um, that's just one reason. I mean, there, there could be multiple there and like anything, you know, they have to then deal with, I mean, the MLS, I know, you know, working with them, you know, the MLS organizations versus the MLS vendors that they have, they've got a feature list, you know, uh, things they want done on that MLS system as long as my arm, right. The roadmap is is far and long. So um, the speed of which Open Door wants to move, maybe, you know what? Maybe it's like, you know what? We'd love to do this MLS. It's just going to take three years to happen. So oh, we got to yeah. do it on our own, right? I mean, yeah, and, and you know, you, you talk about being nimble and I understand what you're saying there, but, you know, it's a, it's a member-driven, volunteer-driven organization, right? I mean, it's just not going to be as fast and nimble as these prop tech companies want to be. And, and that is not, I don't think, I mean, yeah, every MLS wants to be more nimble and quick, but those are just some of the realities right now, right? So, um, I, Of course it is, man. That is some of the realities, and I think this is the point I'm trying to make, right? The CMLS meetings are coming up, what, September? Right? Yeah. And a lot of the people who listen to, the, to us right now are MLS executives and MLS people. We know this, right? right. So I'll say this, I'll, I'll make this point, because this is something I've spent years sort of making this point as a consultant, right? Y'all need to get way better at saying yes, right? It, it, it really is sort of reminiscent of the NIMBY phenomenon, right? Every MLS is like, well, we don't want to be the first. Well, let's see what somebody, let's let somebody. And I'm saying it's, it leads to stuff like this, open door exclusives. If the vendors in the space knew that, hey, you know, if we go to HAR, if we go to Austin, if we go to this MLS, they're, they're bending over backwards to say yes. They're bending over backwards to figure out how do we allow this? How do we enable this innovation to happen, right? Instead of they're just trying to figure out ways that they can say no to us, right? Yeah. Philosophically, and I think this is true, vendors regard MLSs as a whole, right, as they're a barrier. They're going to tell us what we can't do. They're going to tell us no, right? And I'm saying culturally, philosophically, if the vendors felt like, no, no, 
the MLS industry is all about figuring out how to say yes. Right? They're all about trying to help us achieve what we want to achieve. Now, there's some financial barriers. There's this, there's that, three years, da, da, da. Okay, cool. But the overall industry mindset at the MLS side is, oh, that's a really cool idea. Let's figure out how we can help you implement this idea. Right? Yeah, I that's, do that's not believe what, that that is the yeah, mindset. Yeah. No, because it's protecting the data, right? That's that's their whole thing is the shields are up automatically, right? That's that's their mindset coming from. I, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, that's what I'm getting at, right? I, I understand what you're saying there. Uh, you so know, it's uh, really, yeah, I suppose if it's a call to action, it's the call to action to our friends and, you know, all our colleagues and all the people in the MLS. Yeah. Really lean towards yes. That's yeah. all. The, the, the other thing, though, is... Um, God, I had a thought here and it just, it just left my mind. Okay. So while you're kind of getting that thought, let me talk, let me just address this third party marketplace thing real quick. Um, again, this is what I really focus on in my post, but I just don't see open door doing that. Right. Oh, I I really don't. I see it. I, I really don't because if you do that, then you really have gone to war with the industry. Right. Because you cannot remain a, a member of the MLS, right, and start taking somebody else's houses. Because how else, how do you, how would you do that? You're a broker. Open Door's a broker, right? They're a participant member of MLS's. How do you, it's one thing, it's, I own this, it's my house, right? So if someone takes the, the shorts, it's just me and what do you care, right? Whether I, the, I'm not breaching a fiduciary duty. If somebody else's house, now I think there's a stronger argument to be made. You're a participant broker. You could say, well, I don't have a listing agreement. It's just a platform. You could say that all you want. You're enabling somebody to maybe get screwed. There's, there's going to be some problems around that, I think. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, I wonder if there's some sort of a legal mechanism. I kind of said power of attorney, but where you could, you could pass that smell test to say, well, legally, I am the owner, even right. though you haven't transacted cash or something, right? Legally, they surrender the deed to me, right? I mean, you know, there, there, there is, you know, I'm, I'm sure the lawyers or anything else. Yeah. You're yeah. right. They would catch a lot of shit for that. Because remember that like one hour reservation and there's no haggling? That only works if you're the owner. You're like, I don't care if I'm leaving $50,000 oh, yeah, on the table, yeah. right? It's my house. I want certainty and certainty. This is what I'm willing to take. Somebody, the first person coming offers me this, I'm going to give it to them. A third party... Dude, they're going to be like, time out. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, somebody's going to sue. I remember what the thought I was thinking. Okay, uh, yeah. So, you know, as we talk about this, why doesn't the MLS do it? I am certain, <laughs> almost down to a, a thing, and you can, you know, maybe I'll, I'll point down here to the YouTube comments, right? That there's somebody in the MLS that's going to say to us, well, Rob and Greg, it's very obvious why we couldn't do that. And they're going to say, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to go, oh, yeah, we didn't think about that. I just think this is one of those situations where, you know, that violates this or that. And I know what you're going to say. You say, well, change that, right? But I mean, that it, it becomes too core to what the MLS is doing um, as set up as an organization to kind of actually pull off. Um, I, no, actually, that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say, because this is much more in line with my messaging here, right? Is, you know what, there may be reasons why, with a comment down below in the YouTube, some MLS execs will come out and say, hey, Rob and Greg, you don't understand, like, we couldn't allow this because of this reason, right? My point is, the vendor community, the prop tech community, the, the community as a whole, does not regard the MLS as, we have tried very, very hard to allow this, and we couldn't right? For this reason. What they think instead, the, the general vibe, the culture, it's exactly what you said. Oh, they're trying to protect, the shields went up immediately. That's how vendors perceive things. So if Open Door never went to the MLS, I think hey, more guys, than perception, it's real. Well, and that's, the, right? So it's, it's more than perception, it's real. So my point is, hey, MLS, you have to start changing that around to get to a point where, oh my God, the MLS said no, right? And we know that nine times out of 10, the MLS says yes. They figure out a way. They, they help us say, right. hey, you know what? I love this feature, this innovation would do. But you know, you, can, you didn't think about this, 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 and this. 
let me show you how you would modify things slightly so that it would be possible and we're going to let this happen. That is not the perception because that yeah. is not the reality. That's my bigger point. So yeah. yeah, I would love to get to a point where an MLS exec comes out and says, oh no, we, we looked at this and we really tried very, very hard, but you know what? This particular feature runs afoul of Fair Housing Act and there's nothing we can do about that. So we yeah, have yeah, to yeah. yeah, and I think there's, there's some MLSs that go down that route. I mean, you know, CRMLS did something with offer management and, you know, Bright is always doing some different things as I know they're yeah. working on some transaction management stuff. So yeah, we'll see. But I mean, yeah, the best idea should win. Um, I just best don't. The idea should win. And I think the MLS should start really changing the culture, changing the practice, really to try and try and push to try to say yes, if at all possible. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Try right. to say yes. And only say no if we can't avoid it. If there's some strong reason, that's. I, think that, me, I mean, it's it's a great message to kind of end this up here. Yeah. Starting with like to recognize something that's really kind of innovative and and clever, and then why do we have to look at this as like something that's against or you know that's a counter right. to whatever? Why not right. embrace that? No, it's it's right. a great message. Right. So. All right. I guess you know. That's a, let's just wrap there because you know, yeah. what more can we say? Please, MLS people, start leaning towards yes. You know? <laughs> oh, man. All right, dude. Well, another another fabulous one because... How the hell did we... How does, how does 50 minutes go by that fast, right? It's just crazy. Know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, you know, like I said, we should do this live some point in front of yeah. the stage. I think that'd be fun. We've got to figure out how to make that happen because it's fun. Yeah. Could you imagine how much more fun this is if we had other people like in the comment? We could go two, three hours probably, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I, I need to drink in my hand for sure for that. Oh, no. Of course. We'd have to combine that with drinking. Like, dude, Joe Rogan smokes pot on his shows. Like, we'd, we could at least drink, you know, oh, some yeah. <laughs> something. <laughs> Not that we're Joe Rogan. You know. yeah. All right, man. Uh, so if, uh, have a wonderful fourth. Sounds, yep. uh, hopefully the parade will be awesome and I'll be floating in my pool and uh, wonderful fourth to all of our all of our listeners although by the time you hear this it'll be after the fourth I suppose yeah. so alright man thanks, thanks everybody I'm so excited to announce our inaugural sponsor of Industry Relations Podcast Note Router. Note Router was launched back in 2018 by Nick Goff uh, with the mission of reconnecting real estate. Note Router is an all-in-one email and texting platform designed exclusively for real estate. Note Router uh, syncs with your membership database and makes communicating with your members easier and more effective. Your staff will love you for it. If you're an association or MLS that wants to do a better job of communicating with your members, look no further. Uh, Note Router has just launched a, a new website. It looks fantastic. It's noterouter.com. I'll put that information in the show notes and take a look. Again, Rob and I want to sincerely thanks Note Router and Nick Off for uh, sponsoring this uh, episode of Industry Relations. <laughs>